All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Good evening, afternoon, or good morning, depending on where you're listening from. Welcome to a special edition of Dropping the Gloves with John Scott. It should be Dropping the Bikes. Maybe not. We'll work on that. But yeah, it is post-Iron Man. I went on a hiatus talking about the Iron Man for the last month just because I was nervous. And so I specifically told Tim, do not bring up the Iron Man because I... I don't know if I'm going to A, do do it, Ooh, what was that, <laughs> Ooh, or B, finish it. So I did not want to talk about it, but hey, here we are. We finished it. The race was yesterday. Tim's joining us. What up? John Aiken's here. Hello. John Aiken's son, Owen, is here. Say hi, Owen. Hi. Sipping on his Gatorade bottle. He's supervising <laughs> today. So Yes. Thank you for joining us. We'll do a little bit of hockey talk. Is there any hockey talk, Tim? Nope. Any big happenings? Nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing. No retirements or no Andrew Luck-like sagas happening? Is that that hockey talk? I know, but wouldn't it be great if one of the superstars from hockey just all of a sudden retired? Imagine that. What's the the equivalent of that? Well, arguably Luck is what, a top five quarterback? Mm Mm-hmm. In the league, he oh, yeah. was top five last year. This was supposed was to be he? his year. Yeah. yeah. I was going to draft him on my fantasy team. Yeah. That would be like, would it be like a Matthews? No, because Matthews is too young. Or like a yeah. Tavares. That would be that would be a good comparison. They've had a good career. They're still at the top of their game, and they just all of a sudden call it quits. Who's been hit by injuries yeah. the same way that he has, though? Oh, gosh. Um, what about like, I want to say Louis Erickson, but he's, he's not really at the top of his game anymore. How did, how did he get hurt? I don't know. But like a, um, who just broke their? Who did Marshan break their wrist? I don't know which time he's broken so many wrists. <laughs> That's but what yeah. Zach, Sis, uh, Zach Smith said in Chicago. He's broken so many wrists. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. he's just anyways. Yeah, but it would be like a guy who's had a few injuries, struggled, came back, and then all of a sudden it's it's unheard of for someone to do that two weeks before the season opener. Yeah. It's yeah. funny for me as a Boston fan because, like, everyone said when, when Luck came up, he was going to replace Brady as, like, the guy in the league, the face of, like, the quarterback. And uh, Brady outlasted him. Who knew? I wonder He's how many team. times, how many guys they've been labeled as the next Brady. And then Brady Tom's just doesn't still leave. Here. Right. He's still here. Because, gosh, he's been playing for 20 years almost. So yeah. how many guys have been labeled the next Brady? And the guy still is playing. It's unbelievable. As much as I don't like him, you got to respect that. Yeah. Have you met him? No, no. I had the chance to a few times. He wanted to meet me, but I said, no, thanks, Tom. <laughs> I got I got places to go, people to see. More important than you, Brady. I'm going to go meet uh, 
Well, at the time, Tyrod Taylor for my Bills. Buffalo Bills. Going to win the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. You heard? Josh Allen. I didn't hear that. You Well, now that luck is out, the Super Bowl favorites were the Colts, and now Vegas just bumped the Bills up to number one. Ooh, yeah, damn. Heard it here first. Bills, start the parade right down Chippewa, all the way to Orchard Park. I'm going. Bills win the Super Bowl. I'm going to the parade. I'll go with you. Will you go to the Super Bowl? No, because it's always in a neutral site, and it's always a letdown. I, I went to a national championship game before. It was Alabama-Clemson probably five years ago, and it was a huge letdown. It's like all the glitz and glamour, the halftime show, the production, and no one cares about the game itself, it seems like, in the college one. So I think I went with uh, Domi and Declare. We got tickets when we were in Arizona, and we went to halftime. We had a game the next day, so we're like, let's get out of here. <laughs> so, it was, yeah, we left at halftime, and it was actually one of the more exciting finishes, so whatever. I, I wouldn't go to the Super Bowl. Pay like five grand for a ticket and just no way have to sit through a horrendous halftime show and all the commercials and stoppages and it's better on TV. You don't even get to see the commercials. I know football is by far better on TV than live. Who would be your ultimate halftime show? The ultimate halftime show for me, um, gosh, probably Neil Young with the Killers. And does it have to be people who are alive? No. The Tragically Hip. Those three. That would be an epic halftime show. That'd be a good one. What if it was the hip with Neil Young singing? Like their um, songs? I wouldn't like that. No, no. <laughs> I would want Gord singing, but it would be really great. Like what a that tribute, right? It would be pretty cool. I've been really big in Neil Young lately. Like really, really big in Neil Young. Is that like stadium music though? I don't care. You asked me what my best halftime would <laughs> okay. be. I said, oh, I said ultimate. John Yeah, for me. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that would be my ultimate concert. All right. Sorry, there's no chingy in there, Tim. <laughs> yeah, you know me so well. I do. I saw Tim the other day walking on the street just bebopping to chingy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. guy who got insulted with banana pudding. What was his oh, yeah. name? Who G Star or whatever his name was? Two chains. Two no, chains. Four chains. Something. Anyways, <laughs> we're getting off track again. Anyway, Bills are going to win the Super Bowl. Uh, Luck is retired, which I think there's more to meet the eye there. I think there's something wrong with the Indianapolis. Well, they had a settlement last week. They had already made a settlement for it because he was, could have paid back $12 million of his bonus. And but they, they had, said he could keep it. They said he could keep it last week. They had agreed to it. So, like, they have known. And they also let him keep a portion of his salary this year, $12 million, because they, they could have made him pay back $24 million. Like, I wonder if that's because they hope this little change of heart is just a fleeting one, two, three-week thing, and he you know, gets that fire back again. It's because they, oh, they're going to welcome him back. Well, of course they would. Who wouldn't? So who yeah. knows? It's like a Brett Favre thing. He's, he's Patriots win. They don't need him. No. Patriots the Patriots, all they need is Tom Brady. They could have mm-hmm. no offensive line and one receiver. They could play with two players, I think, and win the Super Bowl every three years. That guy has like something going on with him. I don't know what it is. Who knows? But hey, he gets it. It's unbelievable. He gets it done. Owen's, Not this year, though. The Bills. Owen's giving the thumbs down. Well, Owen likes the Colts. You guys are from Indiana. We're Indiana. So, yeah, you guys are in for a tough year without Andrew Luck. We got the Drew Brees train, though. We're Purdue fans, so Drew Brees and the Saints are holding it down. You cannot cheer for multiple teams. That's not how it works. I've always I've always cheered for players that I have a lot of respect for. No, you cheer for a team, not a player. Cheer for the crest on the front, not the name on the back. Okay. And you can like a player, but you don't cheer for New Orleans. That's my that's my take. That's my two cents on that. 
Right, Tim? Sure. That's why Tim likes the Nazis, <laughs> because he was a big Hitler guy. Right, Tim? Nope. Tim? <laughs> we'll, we'll come around. <laughs> Anyways, so no hockey talk. Let's get to the Ironman. Yeah. The preparation. So we never really talked about that or lack thereof. People train for like years for these races, right? I ran into a professional at the check-in. I just happened to know. So when pros come to town, they can't, they can't afford, but they put them up with houses. So the guy who was hosting this professional, I knew. And so the guy came up and he's like, Hey John, how's it going? You know, I gave his son some skates and he's like, my son loves your skates. I was like, great. This is one of the pros. And I said, hi, you know, how's it going? And I didn't, I didn't know there was pros at the event. I just started asking him questions. What should we do? Any tips? And he said, don't get too worked up during the swim, this and that. And he's like, so how is your training gone? And I said, well, I'm ready for the swim. I've trained a ton for that. And he's like, oh, good. Like, how long? And I said, well, the last three months, I've really, like, hit it hard with the swim. And he started to laugh in my face. <laughs> he says, three months? And I said, yeah, like, I got the swim down. And I said, I haven't really biked Duran at all. <laughs> and he just shook his head. He's like, you are in trouble. And that's the truth. I, ha- I, I did one run when we were near Chicago for like three, four miles. And that was it. And that was like a month ago. So I had no training. I didn't even buy running shoes. I wore my cross trainers that I used when I played hockey. And I got a couple water bottles for my bike and I got new wraps for my handlebars. That was the extent of my training for running and biking. No clip-in pedals. No clip-in pedals also. I was getting heckled on the bike by people because people who bike a lot, they get those shoes that clip into your pedals so you can pull up and push down and you're, like, being super efficient. You're not wasting any energy. I wore, like, old, like, gross sneakers in my, like, they, they're called um, harnesses or something where you kind of tighten them up on the top. So that's what I, and people were like, old school, man. Nice. Good for you. <laughs> Sneakers in a harness. Cool. As they're like flying. Like it was me. intentional. Like you were trying to. Like I was trying to be retro. Like, <laughs> yeah. so, you know, I'm doing something cool here. No, I just didn't want to spend a couple hundred bucks on shoes and the clip-ins and the whole shebang. I just didn't want to, I, I, I didn't want to do it. So why, why didn't you train? Um, it's a very, that is a good question. <laughs> it's a very it, there's a deep answer and there's a surface answer. Surfaces, I just didn't want to. And I thought I would be fine. The deep answer is I think I was nervous that if I trained and still failed, that would be um, a huge black eye. So this way, if I didn't do well or if I didn't finish, I would have an excuse. I could say, oh, I didn't train, whatever. I didn't take it serious. <laughs> Okay. So that's the deep answer. That I, is a that is a deep answer. Takes a so, big man to admit that. Yeah, yeah. and I, I, I'm I'm totally aware of that. And I think everybody, you know, can kind of relate to that in a way where you don't want to fail. But I just felt I could finish too. Even if I got the swim down, then I would be able to finish. And that's exactly what happened. I the swim was actually the easiest of the three three events. What if the swim was at the end? Do you think you would have made it? No. Not, not no. a chance. No, my legs, I had never experienced. I, I've seen videos of people finishing long races and this and that where their legs get gumby and they, they lose all power in their legs. I had that for like a three-second thing in my last, I think it was my last mile or two where I tried to run and my legs just, no, no, 
Nuh-uh. And they went like Gumby, where I was like, whoa, and I had to stop. And that was the first time I'd really stopped the whole 70 miles. And I just had to put my hands on my knees and bend over, and some ladies watch, you okay? And I'm like, yep, yep, I can't move my legs. And so I like took 30 <laughs> seconds to regain myself, and I just started walking again. So... It was like a, it was a trip, man. It was such a trip. What was the what was the worst part? Like there was a moment that was this is like the bottom of the bottom. The worst part was the bike. Well, no. So the run was funny where we did two laps of the same course. Mentally, the hardest part was the run when you go on the first lap and you see the signs for this is your seven mile marker or your one mile marker. And you're like, oh, my gosh, I am, like, exhausted at the one-mile marker, and I still have to go up and back and around and around and then come back and do it all again <laughs> just to get to that seven-mile yeah. marker. Like, I'll see that seven-mile marker in an hour and a half. Because mm-hmm. what were you saying my, my mile splits were? You had some. It was, like, 17 minutes. Seven, what, what was my fastest mile split? Oh, I don't know. We can look it up. Probably, like, 12. Yeah, something like that. So, like, I, I wonder what mile it was. What was my fastest split? Maybe the first? I don't know. But it was it was the the bike was mentally the hardest the no the bike was physically the hardest the the run was mentally the hardest. What was like the the high of the whole thing when you were kind of like okay this isn't gonna be that bad. The I'm high doing... was coming out of the water. Yeah, I was like sweet. I'm like in great shape. I felt fine. I saw you. We stopped and <laughs> chatted for a little bit. Yeah, mind you, John told me my transition times. Everybody else their transition times in and out of the little pen they have. <laughs> They're like forty five seconds, fifty nine seconds. John's was, let me, I got it open right now. Mine are like eight ten minutes, minutes, nine minutes yeah. and 59 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> 10 minutes long. I, I sat there in transition because I was talking to you, taking my time. I was talking to the other racers like, whoa, this is tough, right? Am I right? <laughs> and everyone's just like not talking to me. They're ignoring me 100%. Your second transition was six minutes and 15 seconds. The first so one, I had to get my wetsuit off. So we come out of the water and there's people there and they're asking you to lie down. So they can, and I didn't know why. And they're like, we can take your wetsuit off. We can help you. And I'm like, I don't have anything, anything on underneath. So I can't do that. And so I had to totally bypass them and like run and do it by myself. Cause I didn't know what to wear underneath the wetsuit. Well, maybe he trained and read the books and did the podcast. Yeah. So where did he change? At the transition rape on my bike. Just, I just put a towel just around my waist. Oh, okay. Yeah. You didn't just get it out. No, I had a towel and put my towel on and, and change, but. Everyone else saved probably three minutes because they just lay down and had someone take their wetsuit off. And those things are hard to get on. They're like glued on once they're on. It's yeah. funny. But it was a fun, it was a fun, fun time. There were a few things that were a little. Do you want to know your pace and stuff? Sure. You your best lap, your best mile was the first one, 11 minutes and 44 seconds. Which is not very good. And then it was 12, 1240, 1750. Whoa, that's where I hit the wall. Yeah. And that was at mile five. I mile hit five, you were done. Uh-huh. But then you did better. Like, you made it up. So then you had 14 minutes, 13 minutes, 15 minutes, 13, 13, 15, 17 again, and then ended with 15. Wow. So, not bad. That's an average of 15 minutes a mile. I'll take that. Mm-hmm. In college, we used to do like a, 14, 18. A three-mile run, and I would always, always have to walk, and I would come dead last of all my teammates. And it was always embarrassing. I would be just yelling at the coaches. <laughs> like, when do you run on the ice? This is not, <laughs> this is not right. And I just, I despise it. We could do sprints all day. 
Long distance running, I don't like it. It's not for me. It's funny when we were getting ready to jump in the water. Some guy's like, I'm going to be in the Clydesdale. And he was this is like big, heavy set guy. He's and I was like, well, how much do you weigh? He's like, I weigh 280 pounds. I'm like, man, I'm right behind you. I'm 270. I weighed the night before the race. Everybody was supposed to be getting ready. We had our priest over for dinner and we had dinner and we were being good hosts. So I was like, what do you want to drink beer? And he's like, I'll have a glass of red. And I'm like, I can't let you drink by yourself. <laughs> so we opened this nice bottle of red. I had a glass of red. And then I had another glass. Then my wife's like, it was, we finished with dinner. Well, we have this really nice whiskey. John's parents brought from Canada. Would you like a glass? And he's like, oh, I would love a glass. And I'm not going to let my priest drink alone. So I had a nice glass of whiskey. <laughs> this is the night before? <laughs> the night before the race. <laughs> and I'm like, this is not a good idea. I, yeah, I crawled uh, into bed probably like 10, 15, 10, 30. I'm like, I got to wake up in five hours. This race really snuck up on you, huh? It just snuck up on me. My, the preparation was not there. I, I ate frozen pizzas four days in a row before the race. <laughs> okay. It was so great. Oh, man. Have you been to Costco before? No. Get oh, their yeah. frozen pizzas. Love a Costco. They're so good. The really? pepperoni frozen pizzas at Costco. I would eat them every day. Do you need a membership though? You do. You yeah. do need membership. Can, can you guys get me one? You no. can borrow you can borrow the corporate membership. There's a you have a corporate? We have a corporate. You do everything card. corporate. <laughs> That's smart. That is very smart. Did anybody uh, recognize you on the road? I got a few shout outs for the podcast actually. So if you shouted me out during the race, I heard you. And it really motivated me to strive for those 17 minute miles. Yeah. Cause you need to talk about it on the podcast. I know Tim just showed me a video of my wife coming and trying to say hi to me. And during the last mile, the hydration station, and it looks like I just like the biggest jerk water. ever and threw my water at her. I don't even think I looked at her. You didn't. I was just in such a terrible spot. And I was like, just go to the finish line, please. I'll see you there. I'm not in the mood to be cheered up. I felt so bad. I just saw the video. I'm like, I need to apologize to her. It looks yeah. so bad. We'll post it on Twitter. It looks so bad. I look like the biggest a-hole ever. She's like, okay, honey. Honey, I'm here for you. Go to the finish line. I don't need this. Speaking of the hydration stations. Do you, okay, what do you think you would expect at, they call them hydration stations, mm -hmm. what kind of stuff would you suggest, would you think would be there? Water, Gatorade. Okay. Granola bars. Yes. What else? Bananas. Towels. Every, everything were there. They had ice, which yeah. was great. They had oranges, orange slices. First aid kits. They had, mm -hmm. what, if you could imagine one liquid in, in a hydration station, it's not milk, that you would expect. Not to be in a hydration station. Alcohol. alcohol. Well, there's, yeah, that too. Obviously, there's no alcohol. They had glasses of Coca-Cola uh, at the hydration station. Interesting. And I'm just sitting there thinking, after I saw it the first time, I'm like, how does Coca-Cola weasel its way in to an Iron Man thing? And then I'm like, okay, they own Gatorade. That's how it works. So Coca-Cola owns Gatorade, and then they weasel their way in, and it's like, drink Coca-Cola during the race. It's good for you. There's no way it's good for you. No, no way. Right? No. Not an endurance race like that. No way. I'm sure there's some scientist somewhere who's on their payroll that said, oh, yeah, Coca-Cola is really good for you. The caffeine in it is great. But can you believe that, Johnny? You need like a little bit of sugar to get you going or something? Maybe, but there's sugar in the energy packets. There's like sugar in the Gatorade. I don't know. I was just, I was floored. It sounds like you get like heartburn, some big gas bubble as you're running. <laughs> right? It's so bizarre that Coca-Cola... Big business ruining the Iron Man. 
I wasn't a fan. Wasn't a fan at all. Oh, and I wrote down notes. Peeing in your wetsuit. Let's talk about that. Not a good idea. I was going to ask you if you had the urge. I peed once during the race, during the run. Yeah. But I learned the hard way. The first time I tried on my wetsuit, I jumped in the water and went for a swim. And I was like, oh, I got to, because you usually pee when you go for a swim. The wetsuit keeps everything in. And so I did this, like, (laughs) the first quarter of my swim. (laughs) And for the rest of the swim, I had, like, my urine sloshing around my ankles in my midsection during the whole swim. Oh, God. Because you're in the middle of the lake, and you're like, I got to pee. John. And then wham. It doesn't come out. It just sits there. It just sits there. So then then, you went to change out of the wetsuit. Yeah. And it's stuck in your ankles. And so you open up your ankle because it all funnels down. And so you have these ankles full of pee. Just smells awful. And then you open up the ankles. It's just (laughs) everywhere. (laughs) So... A little tip for you first-time wetsuit users. Save it for before or after the wetsuit swim. Because, yeah, there's nowhere for it to go. I did get yelled at by one of the course officials and threatened disqualification, too, during the swim. What? Because I, I wasn't swimming in a straight line. And I got too far off track, and I was like, and you can't really hear. And all of a sudden, I hear, 2065, you will be disqualified if you do not get on track. And I popped my head up. And I was like, me? He's like, yeah, you got to get. And I was like 20 feet from the buoys. And I'm like, sorry, man. I'm sorry. And he just kept yelling at me. I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. And he just kept yelling at me, get back on course. I was like, take it easy, man. Like, relax. And so I just swam back into the, the fray with everybody else. But I was like, and I just kept doing it. I just kept veering right. And I were you just trying to get out of the way or were you? Didn't I know? just, you didn't my know. left stroke must be stronger than my right or something because I just. Can you see? In, when there's that many people around and you're the waves. No, and- you just look down and you can't really see what's in front of you. So you're looking down and all of a sudden, like they say to check every like 10 strokes where you're at. But I'm not, I don't got time for that. I just swim. <laughs> Let's talk about the other P. Tell me more about that. When During had- the run? Yeah. How was that? Just a porta potty. Oh, so you didn't like just pee as you were running? No, I did see one old guy, though. This must have been like 70, just pulled up after the bike, during the bike, just on the side of the road, just <laughs> right in a tree. I was like, good for you, man. Were there uh, pretty bad hills on the bike ride? Insane hills. Really? Yeah. It was it was one of the hardest bike rides I've ever done. And I've done Wingate. I've done all these things for hockey read tests. It was so hard. And I will say this. It was very humbling because during the race, they write your age on the back of your calf. I had hundreds of people over the age of 60 pass me and they were not even like trying. And it just seemed like they were just whew, 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 ripping by me like tall, short, skinny, fat, everybody ripping by me on the bike. And I was just like blown away. I was pedaling my fastest at like my highest gear or lowest gear, whatever the hardest gear. And they were still just, ripping by me like I was standing still. It was such a humbling experience to see like a 75-year-old woman just oh, yeah. blow by you like oh, I'm just saving still. it for the run. Yeah, and she's like, left. I'm like, I know. <laughs> right, I'm sorry. And they just like cruise right by. I think it's because my bike was not very good, but they were they were much better. Equipment malfunction for sure. Well, I just had a bike that was ten years old. You didn't spend were, any money on this race. I got handlebar you wraps got grips, and water bottles. Tim. Okay, okay. Come on. And my water bottles I bought weren't even good. They sprayed everywhere. Ugh. So I would like take a sip of Gatorade and have like Gatorade on my face. It was like sticky. Mm-hmm. Not good. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I finished. I won a bet with one of my friends. He bet me a 
nice bottle of scotch that I wouldn't finish. So now he owes me. Oh that. yeah, that's awesome. So he said it was like a five hundred dollar bottle. So what was it uh, like crossing the finish line? Like, did it kick in at all that you were done or? When you turn around the final corner, you can see the finish line. And it was, Tra- Traverse is so great. There was a lot of people out, like, cheering you on. And you have your name on the front of your penny. So everyone's like, let's go, John. Come on, John. Let's go. And I was like, yes. <laughs> yes. That recognition we needed. And so I kind of, well, I didn't pick it up at all at the end. I, I just ran the last, like, 200 meters. And it was nice. It, it was, it was, oh, I was glad it was over. I was really, really glad. And I, I had talked about before the race doing it, doing it again next year. And like training for it, actually, and trying to see what the see if you could do a different time. Yeah, I if I trained for it, I could have shaved an hour and a half of my time. Oh yeah, I'm I'm convinced of that. But I don't know if I'm going to do it. You saw me after the race, Tim. I couldn't even walk. Yeah, and the first thing you said was never again. I'm never, (laughs) I'm never, I'm never doing this again. It's not worth it. The same thing that parents say after like three weeks and do a newborn. Like we're never having this again. Yeah, John's got five kids. I know. I'm (laughs) sure a month or two down the road. I'll have a change of heart because it was great to, you know, cross the line, get the medal, get the picture. It was kind of cool to experience that. Are there any like emotional stories, like emotional people at the finish lines? I don't know. You I didn't I finished long. so late. I didn't see anybody yeah. finish. I was, I bet you I was the last like a hundred person people to finish. Let me check. How many I, were there? 2,500, right? 2,499. I bet you I came 2,200. 1853. Oh, not nice. bad. Beat yeah. 700 people. Yep. Boom. 1,155 by gender and 184 in your age range. Oh, and I heard there was like 5,000 people in my age range. So not bad. <laughs> not bad at all. <laughs> Better. Yeah, I finished. That's all that matters. Yeah. You finished. What are you going to do? So what's on tap, what's fellas, on tap? for this week? Anything in the news? I'm sick of talking about the Ironman. I feel like this is just everyone's bored about it. And it's just. No, I'm not. People really? want to hear about it. We got we getting some tweets this weekend. Like what? Uh, one person was like. Like while you were still racing, I think you had just started the run, and they were like, "John, what's the deal? Like, did you not race this thing? How come we haven't finished? I've been looking for your name." Oh so they, my gosh! So they thought you were going to be way ahead. No, uh, people just asking, congratulating you on finishing. Yeah, it was yeah. uh it was an ordeal. I did. I think I picked up my time during the run because I heard people talking about this cutoff, where you have a certain time frame where you have to finish, and I and I didn't realize that. I thought I had. Assert like you could run forever, so I could walk like the whole thirteen miles to finish. But you only had, I think, eight and a half hours to finish. That's where going to the meetings at the Ironman tent probably would have been a good idea. But I didn't. I was like, whatever. I checked in my. I said, here's my bike. I'm leaving. Just gonna follow everybody. Yeah, I'm like, I'll be fine. Did you know the course beforehand? No, I did. You just followed where everybody was going. They have arrows that point you. (laughs) But yeah, so I heard this person like, when's the check? When's the time cut off? And I was on mile eight. And like, you have an hour left. And I was like, what? <laughs> an hour? And I'm doing the math. I'm like, okay, I still have five miles to go. This is going to be tight. <laughs> and so that's when I think maybe I started into the 13, 14 yeah, minute you- miles. I'm like, I'm going <laughs> to run some more. And then I heard someone else say, check their time again. I'm like, how much time do we got? And they're like, you got an hour and 45 minutes. I'm like, I'm walking this mile. Like I <laughs> shut it right down after that because yeah. I was dying. I think that's where that 17 minute mile came in. Because yeah, the fear of not finishing really gripped me. When I heard that, and it's funny how your body's like, not going to finish? No, we're finishing. And you just like pick it up a little bit. Yeah. Did the thought enter your head at all of like, oh, if I had done this in the prime of my career when I was in tip-top shape, like how much better I could have done? If I had done this right after I retired, I would have done way, way better. I have done nothing for three years. <laughs> Literally nothing. You do men's league. I play hockey once a week for six months out of the year. 
Mm-hmm. But after that, every game we like drink. Yeah, is that even a workout for you? <laughs> Not really. You like, don't even wear pads. I don't wear shoulder pads. No, and the playoffs we break a sweat. But during the season. If there's not a lot of guys, we break a sweat. But, yeah, I have not done anything for three years. But if I do that right after I retire, I'm at least an hour faster. I'm convinced because the bike would have been much better. The run would have been much better because you're in shape. My my muscles were, like, just confused. They're like, why are you doing this? <laughs> like, what is happening? I got home, and I could not move. Yeah, talk about that. So right after the race, I sit on a chair right after you finish, which when I look back was a big mistake. Because I should have just kept my muscles moving and just kept walking. I sat down. I could not walk after that. I, you had to go check your bike out. And Danielle, my wife, I'm like, well, where's the car? She's like, well, we have to bike to the car. There's no parking close to here. Oh, man. I'm like, well, where is the car? She's like, oh, it's about a mile and a half away. So I had to jump on the bike <laughs> you again. No, you did. And bike to the car. <laughs> well, so we had to bike to Tom's. I feel like that's torture. And so I couldn't get my foot on the pedal. My left leg, I had torn all my, it felt like I tore my muscle from my bone, my left leg at the hip flexor. So I had to literally lift my leg onto my pedal and push down with my other pedal to get my leg going. And then Jeez. luckily I hit every light so I didn't have to stop again because my legs uh. were completely just trashed. I get home. I had a cold tub. Luckily, Danielle set up a cold tub for me. So I lay, I sat in the cold tub for like a half an hour, got in bed, and I could not move for the rest of the night. I got home like at 4 o'clock. I got out of bed at 8.30 a.m. this morning. <laughs> Seriously, I could you not move. You said you crawled to the toilet. I crawled to the toilet <laughs> once because I had to go potty. I somehow walked over there, and my whole body was shaking. After I went pee, I could not turn around. So I just like kind of sat. I turned around and crawled back to my bed. Did you eat breakfast, uh, dinner in bed? Yep. Dinner in bed. My wife is so good. She brought me dinner in bed, and I'm just like, I'm sorry. I'm useless. And she's like, ah, oh, it's okay. It's okay. She, dinner in bed, Gatorade. John brought over a Pedialyte. Yep. Much, yes, grateful for that. And then I just, like, I Some couldn't. icy hot bandages. Couldn't even watch TV. I was so tired and exhausted and just so I couldn't even roll over in my bed because my body was just like, like, what did, what did you just do to me? It was insane. Yeah, it was incredible the amount of pain What's I was. What's a post Ironman workout or uh, uh, food? I think it's just get whatever calories you want. I know, I, and I didn't eat anything <laughs> for the like five hour or three hours afterwards. I was like so tired. I just got in bed, ate like a quarter of a bag of chips. I had a couple of pickles, and <laughs> I drank some water, and I just laid down. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> But I saw everybody else after race, like eating pizza and yep. all that stuff. Yeah. So how do you feel today? I feel much better. Walking around. I know. I'm good. I'll be fine. Better now. Man, Surprised to see fun. how good you're moving around. I thought you'd be like even worse today once everything kicked in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I've been, we took some ibuprofens, took some Tylenols. We're fine. It's good. I bet you I will do it yet next year just to see the difference, but we'll see. I want Tim and John to do it. So yeah, let's do it. Do the I... relay. The web canopy relay. We can Ooh. do the relay. Ooh. Larry can do the bike, no problem yeah. at all. No, he cannot. There is a difference between mountain biking and road biking. Yeah, but he's got those thunder thighs. Like he could do whatever <laughs> he wanted. No. Yeah. I disagree. Shout out 56 to Larry. 56 miles is a lot longer. I've seen his bike rides are like 20 miles. 56 is a different animal, man. Yeah, but 20 miles in the woods and. Is the different. equivalent of like 22 miles on the road. No, yeah, right. I thought when that the math too. works in your favor. I was right <laughs> behind Larry, that one bike ride. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this will be great. This will be, I'll be fine in the road bike. I was not fine at all. 
Yeah. I was not fine at all. Yeah. I don't know. Well, Larry can do the bike. I'll swim. I killed the swim. I came first place. I'll start running now. I'll be, I'll be what is John going to do? I'll just, I'll just video. <laughs> <laughs> I'll cheer you on. It'll be audio video. Yeah. Can you drink the Coke for us? Drink I'll drink the, the Coke. Co- oh, yeah. Someone handed me a cup. Like, it's Coke. I, like, dropped it. <laughs> Have you seen the Was Parks and Rec where Ron Swanson, he goes to this grocery store, and he's like, here's some vegan bacon. And he's like, I'll try one. And he takes it from the guy and just puts it right in the garbage. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I'll take another one. And he just puts it right in the garbage. <laughs> and the guy's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm making sure no one ever has to taste this. <laughs> That's what I felt like with the Coke. He handed me this Coke. I was like, what? I just threw it in the garbage. I'm like, no, I'm not drinking Coke. What is there? Like, you got any Canadian club? Then maybe. Canadian but, club no. and Coke? That was my drink of choice growing up. Can you just yeah. go to the, the hydration station and make an order? Just, oh, man. Can you get a Jack and Coke, please? But I still haven't had a beer yet after the race. I think maybe tonight we'll have one with dinner just to celebrate. Yeah, you've earned it. I have earned it. What I almost wore the, my pedal in. What's the status of the uh, house? My house? Did you demo the... You demoed? Said, you said end of August. You wanted everything... It's demoed. I have a little bit of carpet still yet to bring up, but it's all demoed. Yeah. And now we just have to get in there and start the, the build up. Mm-hmm. So I got to... You know, always busy, never ending. So that's the status. Anyways, everybody, that's enough Ironman talk. Anything else you want to talk about Donald Trump? No. Nope. You want to talk about religion or politics? <laughs> On the other show, maybe. On the other show? Okay. John, anything? I have nothing new. Owen? Owen's wearing a Bruins shirt. I told him he wasn't allowed to talk. Oh, he hi. Hi. He's being infiltrated hi. by Tim. Turning everyone into Bruins fans. I don't get it. Yeah. It's not very hard. They're the best team. Yeah, they're the best team. Not. They will not be the best team this year. They, got a, they need a goalie. Anyways, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Um, next week's will be more exciting. No more Iron Man talk. Hopefully something exciting. Prospect League's coming up, or Prospect Tournament. Yeah. All the preseason stuff's coming up. Like two weeks. Who cares about prospects, honestly? I think a lot of fans care about it because it's like the start my, my, of hockey. My good buddy Cam Jansen might be in town. I'm going to have to text him. The blues, you the you blues can hang come. out with Cam. I don't want to hang out with Cam. <laughs> you, me, and him, we'll get a beer together. Yeah, and then listen to Cam talk for an hour and a half. That'll be super fun. <laughs> Is Otter coming? You should text him. Who's Otter? Are you buddies with Otter now? Steve Ott. You call him Steve Ott. <laughs> you call him Tim's Steve Ott. Just Tim. getting a little too chummy with all these guys. I don't know. I don't know him. I know. But you, you call I know him you Otter. Know him. That's his nickname. How do you know? <laughs> Follow the league. Oh my gosh, this is getting too much. Me, Otter, and Cam have a group chat. And Marty Biron, what do you call him? You. Just Marty. Marty. Marty, Marty B. B. What about who else have you, have you got a relationship with? Justin Johnson. When's that going to happen? Yeah, uh, next week, hopefully. Next week. So he's. You want to talk about? Let's this right tease now? it. Yeah, yeah. So he's the guy that uh, the famous. Lefty. Everybody knows who Justin yeah, yeah, yeah. Johnson is. He so he's ruined in Alaska. My life. He's in Alaska. <laughs> yeah, life. which is good. Which is hard to coordinate for interviews because it's four hours behind. Yeah. And Thursday is a tough form, which is when we normally record. Okay. We'll have to think outside the box a little bit. But he's no. excited about it. Well, how about you get him to wake up early? Because he works in the mornings or something. Oh, yes. What he does works. he do? He, he's in like, he sells medical equipment now. No Weird. Way. Yeah. We'll have, to, we'll have to talk to him about that. It sounds super exciting. Yeah. Not really. He's we'll a just, cool dude. We'll nice just, oh, I'm sure you talked to him quite a bit. <laughs> we'll just ask him how he beat me up. Right? Yeah. Is that all we're going to talk about? Of course. What was it like to beat me up? Yeah. You big you big bully? He's a big bully? Not cool. <laughs> anyway, so Justin Johnson, for those of you 
who were all up in arms when I said Colt Nor was the only guy to beat me up. I know Justin caught me with this with the good one. Okay, so he's coming on. I interview everyone who beats me up. So after Justin Johnson, I'm good. I got Colt Nor and Justin Johnson. My only two decisive losses. You get some. You bunch of brothers. I'd be well. No, not my older brother. He's not allowed to. He's not allowed to be on here. He's on probation. <laughs> he might listen to Jamie. Yeah, we can have him call in. That'd be interesting. Call in and talk about beating you up. I don't think he ever beat me up, but he scared me. He still scares me to this day. Scary guy. How big is he? Um, like six one, like two fifty though, two thirty. He's like solid, and he's got that thing in his head where he just goes crazy, and he's just he'll do anything. He will win that fight regardless. Like he will win the fight. I got some funny stories. We could tell another day, another day. Yeah. Another day. Family reunion, a family reunion. Anyways, here's from Owen and the other two guys and myself, John Scott. Thanks for listening. Everybody have a good week and we'll talk to you later. Cheers.